This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. are back and better than ever. I'm Mark Madden, and I got that WrestleMania fever. Joining me now to talk about it, he is the 16-time world champion, and I think his daughter's going to play a pretty major role at this year's WrestleMania. Let's welcome the nature boy, Ric Flair. Mark Paul, how are you, man? Nature, it's all falling into place, isn't it? WrestleMania, and it's looking good. Never looked better. Never. More excited about this than any WrestleMania in history. Well, let's talk about Ronda Rousey, who is back in WWE full-time, we're told. What's her impact? Huge. Huge. Um, I can't tell you. I mean, I just, this once again, <laughs> she's not Ronnie. She's Ronda Rousey. Okay. And anybody stupid enough to call her Ronnie and make a joke of her presence and her, what she brings to the company is out of their mind. AKA, um, as an example of what, what is her name now? Um, Big Time Bex. Hey, Ronnie, welcome back. Wow, that's exciting. That's really exciting. Ronnie, hey, welcome back. Hey, how about thank you, Rhonda, for showing up because I'm not the man anymore. I'm just, I'm generic. Uh, um, who? I, I, who am I? Big time bags? The last kicker? I don't know. <laughs> Hi, Ronnie. Nice showing up. Well, I'm going to call ah. her Rhonda. I'm going to call her Rhonda. Yeah, yeah Rhonda. I am too. Rhonda, Rhonda by God, Rousey. Ronnie, Rhonda Rousey. And how did she get so good right away? She took the pro wrestling like a duck to water. Kurt Angle. Very, yeah, there you go. T- talk about that. I just... You know, some people get it, some people don't. Number one, she's very athletic, probably more athletic than any female MMA star that I've ever seen. I don't, and that, that stuff she does, she virtually climbs your body to take it over in a, in a, in a I guess it would be a, a judo move of some kind. I mean, I hadn't seen it before. And she's just fresh and she's uh, an amazing athlete and, and credibility, I mean, unbelievable, like Brock. There's some people that walk in that ring and you go, this is somebody. That's how I feel about Charlotte. She gets in the ring, she's somebody. Yep. Sasha gets in the ring, she's somebody. Don't make me run the list of people down that get in the ring and are a vanilla envelope. <laughs> well, Manila, vanilla, actually both definitely apply. And I give credit to Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. They came in from MMA and legit wrestling, Olympic wrestling, and gave pro wrestling respect. Yep. And a lot of the legit, so-called legit athletes don't do that, do they? And and I think that's helped Rhonda. Well, she's as legit as hell. I mean, and I I just I've never, I've never, I'm I don't I mean I 
it's hard to, for someone that's from the outside that came in and it's so respectful. Um, I'm trying to think of who I would give that accolade to that. I, I guess obviously Kurt, but um, I just and Brock. I can't say it. I, I can't say it. and Brock. Oh yeah, of course Brock. Brock treats it phenomenally. I mean that's that's a given. But Rhonda has been been involved on 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 fewer occasions, and her coming back and walking into the Rumble, and I mean it just it took her to a whole new level. And I'm 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 so happy for Charlotte Ashley, my daughter. I can guarantee you right now they will steal the show. I would not want to be on after them ever. No, I, I totally you know, agree. You know, you, you know, Charlotte and the, and the two of them, it'll be the most incredible thing in the history of wrestling, men or women. My prediction. Well, I, I, I second that nation. The minute I heard it was going to be Rhonda and uh, Charlotte, uh, that just made WrestleMania even more of a must-see event for me. And, uh, those two have great chemistry together. They've worked together before, obviously. Where's that chemistry come from? Is it just two elite athletes? Is two, it two, two, two elite athletes? Very simply put, two elite athletes that know what they can get out of each other and push each other to the max. Well, no, no, no whining, no crying. Just take it to the next level. And here's the thing about Charlotte, too. And, and I know she's your daughter, but this is me talking now. How many times do we say what incredible chemistry Charlotte has with Sasha, mm-hmm. with, oh. with 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 Rhonda, yeah. with Asuka, with, with everybody? Bailey. Right. Yeah. And, and you come to realize what the common denominator is. And again, not to pump her tires even more, Nate, but the common denominator is true greatness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll tell you an example. You know who had a great match with Nia Jax? Rhonda. That's true. That's yeah. true. And I will tell you right now, it's the best match she ever had. I mean, she just has a gift, and she, as she's, you know, she's very her self confidence is never weaning, um, and she just brings it. And that's why you can only imagine three months from now what what you're going to see at WrestleMania, or two and a half months. Now, why does a shooter like Ronda Rousey have so much credibility in pro wrestling? Because Obviously, they're not shooting. Everybody knows the nature of pro wrestling. But why does that help uh, her reputation so much? And really, every shooter's reputation. Because they take it as far as they can and then follow the program. Right. There's Believe- always kind of that... Believability. Right. There you go. That's the word I was always, always in the back of your mind, if you're a, a really good wrestling fan in the back of your mind, sometimes you don't know which way it's going to go. Now, and, would I, and I and I think that's where Ashley and what I like about I say the same thing about Roman Reigns with Brock, as I say Charlotte with that. The the most important thing is that Charlotte's not afraid of Ronda, and and Roman's not afraid of Brock. I would I, venture I would I would venture to say that other girl wrestlers, um, and other uh other of the guys that have had to wrestle Brock, the number of them that are walking down that aisle wondering. How, how cool that's going to be, myself included. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not leaving myself out. Walking down the aisle facing Brock Lesnar, there's a lot to think about, especially when you're 55. <laughs> when, 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 when you were in the in the um, 
I don't want to say prime or your career in age because that was certainly a, a long period. Yeah. But who, who did you fear back when? Is there anybody you feared or? I mean, you always talk about Harley, I didn't but fear you... anybody. I, I didn't fear anybody, but I was always wondering what would happen with me and Brody every night. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, that's a, that's probably the same kind of thought process because some guys are capable of going off <laughs> on their own mission. I've been in that situation a couple of times and either you reel it back in and make everybody comfortable or it's a long night. Well, and obviously there were guys who, I, I don't want to say afraid, but Harley was one of the toughest guys oh, ever. Yeah. Yeah. But you you and he had that understanding and that relationship, correct? Uh, with the understanding was that he, he would let me win. <laughs> Let's get serious. Okay? He respected me. Respected everything. Because I certainly couldn't beat Harley Race. Do you know how many guys I've seen try to beat Jack Briscoe? <laughs> hey, look, Mom, no hands. <laughs> Briscoe would have an angel on somebody in the middle of the ring. <laughs> some now, guys some guys you just know you can't beat now charlotte has had so many great matches against so many people and, and ronda's had her share too given her relatively mm -hmm. limited time participating what can they come up with new for a match like this is it about adding moves and and, and different uh nuances in that regard or is it more about making it as dramatic as possible and telling a story both new moves dramatic by the time they get there, it'll be a story of a lifetime. I love the way they started out. And, 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 and Charlotte got, got the greatest line that I've heard in a long time comparing the belt to Ronda's child. You know, my baby is more beautiful than yours. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, that's, 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 that's kick-ass stuff to get you to sit up on the edge of your chair. Not Ronnie. <laughs> that, was, that was really, that was motivating. As soon as I heard that, I couldn't wait to do the podcast again. Yeah, you know I had to hear it. Ronnie. <laughs> Welcome back, Ronnie. Really? Now, uh, we haven't we haven't done a podcast since the Royal Rumble. I wasn't crazy about the Rumble itself, Nate, the, 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 the men's version especially. I mean, you look at the uh, graphic here, and I'll be blunt, not enough people are over. You need more over people. I mean, I hate to go back, you know, and cite your Rumble, which is certainly once of a lifetime in terms of the – people that participated, but, but look at some of the guys in that picture. There's so precious few that are over. Well, we, we talk about that every week, being on the show and being over two different things. Well, how did that affect the rumble? It certainly made it less climactic, didn't it? It just didn't make it as, I, I actually thought the girls rumble was much better. Yes, me too. Yeah. I, I as a matter of fact, with the, with Ron, with Ronnie coming back, I have no problem saying with the addition of Ronda, that the women's women's division is stronger than, than the guys. I have no problem saying that and, either. And a lot of that is because of the way they're positioning the men talent. I think if you take the top eight in the women's division against the top eight in the men's division, I think more of the eight women are truly over. I do too. Oh, absolutely. You know, absolutely. I don't think it's, I don't think it's close either. No, it's not. That's why I'm saying the women's division that they have a chance of stealing. Uh, of stealing, um, or, they, or the, the Ashley and and Charlotte and Ronda have a chance to steal the show. Can't we call them Ashley and Ronnie? Wouldn't that be better? Not not Ronnie. <laughs> it's, it's 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 Mrs. It's Miss Rousey from me. Miss Rousey, right now now. Do you like Brock as a babyface? I didn't I think I, I would. I, I didn't think it. I would, but I do. 
I love it. And I love him talking. I well, love well, it. Stick with that. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just, I think it's great he's talking. You know, it's been way too long for me not to hear from him. He's an articulate guy. He went to college. He's a Division One athlete. I mean, it's incredible skills. I mean, just stuff unseen and unheard of from a guy his size. And I love the fact that he talks, and he talks with confidence. Totally different style than mine where I would scream and yell. Da, da, da. He just comes across as a very confident guy, and that's what makes a baby face really good. Confidence. Now, where does that leave Paul Heyman, who already went back heel with Roman Reigns, which obviously that's a good move because, I mean, I'm, I'm enough of a traditionalist nature to think that a manager has to be a heel. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think Paul's great. God, you know, I just, I think that it's a little little, little different twist to have, have uh, Brock speaking for himself, but I think it's great. And I think that Paul, that they need to pile all the heat in the world on Roman. I mean, that, that Roman's the guy right now carrying that torch and pile it on him. Give him everything. And everybody in the company should without whining about it. Uh, and I think they will. And one thing I like about Roman and Brock as the main event at WrestleMania yeah. is that it's larger than life. We've been talking about, you know, again, size matters. These two guys look like they could kill you and kill each other. Yeah. And and we'll get to the main event in AEW the other night, which which didn't even draw over a million people. But again, larger than life. I keep coming back to that. Oh, for sure. And, uh, you know, people like ESPN, because of Ronda and because of Rock, are forced to jump in. God forbid ESPN doing something even remotely politically correct right now. Jesus. I can't even watch it anymore. Well, I, I don't watch it. That that it maybe is the avenue you should pursue, Nate. Yeah. Be the most exciting thing they talked about in a long time would be Rhonda and Charlotte and Brock and Roman. Well, getting back to the Rumble, you know, every Rumble has surprises. I didn't like the surprises this year. I mean, Bad Bunny, who, who I, I love as a performer, as a rapper, yeah, but, but obviously a good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Johnny Knoxville, I mean, you know, he's a funny guy, but I just didn't get them. I mean, like, you know, they, do don't, they, they don't make me sit up and take notice. No, me either. Well, why do they do it then? I mean, I mean, put, I mean, tell me what I'm because, not seeing. Someone has got Vince convinced that, that the entertainment value that Johnny Knoxville brings to the show, which I turn off when he's on, is, is, uh, is cool. It's not. It's like so 10 even longer ago years. I'd rather watch an episode of The Young and Restless than watch Sami Zayn in Knoxville. Well, you see, that's unfair. I like The Young and the Restless. Victor Newman, yeah. come on, Nikki. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... Well, I've, I've never watched it, but I've had a couple ex-wives that do. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I, I agree. And I, and I got to get to that Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn Johnny Knoxville. Oh, come on. Well, yeah, he's feuding with Johnny Knoxville and the cast of Jackass. I don't that's know who to feel sorry that's, for. Because that, that, that's because the only guy on the roster he could, that Zane could probably beat. <laughs> well, probably. Yeah, I'm not a big Sami Zayn fan, too. Uh, my, oh, hey, hey, if he gets heat with me, he's got to get heat with the Marks. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't get it. He went from looking like a paper boy to now he's, I don't know, Che Guevara or something like that. And now he's feuding with Johnny Knoxville. I, I never got him. My... My line, I said years ago, when he came, when he was in Ring of Honor, he was under a mask as El Generico. 
And I said, WWE brought in El Generico, took off his mask, and it turned out he's even more Generico. Uh, I just don't get him as a performer at all. Well, I I don't know him. I just personally, I, for me personally, when I got to make small talk to get along with Sami Zayn, that you know, that that's all that's all I got to say. When I, I got to when I got to walk through to make small with Kevin Owens, who's ten times a performer and a great guy, who understands and respects who I am, and Sami Zayn kind of you know. Ease it around the hallway, and I got to make small talk to connect with him. He's done in my book. Well, and I, I just don't think highly of him as a performer. And like, and I want to make clear: I think Johnny Knoxville is actually pretty funny. I never got jackass. I just don't get the idea of laughing when somebody gets punched in the balls. I mean, that's too easy for me. I, I like him in some of the movies, like the Rocks movie, uh, Walking Tall. He was decent in that. But, oh, I'm, uh, not, hey, I'm just I'm not Johnny Knoxville. I'm not saying anything about him as a person or his career. I'm just saying I don't get him in, in connection with wrestling. Right, exactly. Well, other, than, other than obviously being a big fan and wanting to lend his skill and talent to the show. But I, I, I respect all that. You're asking me my personal opinion. Right, right. Well, everybody who likes wrestling doesn't have to get involved with it. It reminds me when they brought Freddie Prinze Jr. in to be yeah. a writer. I mean, how, how could he possibly contribute? Now he has his own podcast, which goes to show that anybody can get one. Now, what, what's your take on the finish at the Rumble between Reigns and Rollins? Reigns loses because he won't break a choke. Uh, I, I, I didn't get that. Why can't Reigns just beat him? I mean, I guess they're going to go forward with these two a little bit longer, but I, I just didn't like the finish. Um, uh, I don't know because they're, they're, Roman's got to, you know, to me, Roman should, should be beating everybody. As you know, he's got Goldberg between now and, and, and Brock. Um, but I mean, like as I said earlier, I would give Roman everybody, including Seth. What what's your take on and, and by the way, it wasn't a bad match. It was a pretty no, good match. Very good match. Very Just good match. the finish wasn't good. What's your take on Rollins' character right now? Because it seems to be all over the place. Who? Rollins, Seth Rollins. Generic. I had a guy ask me the other day. Why does why does Seth Rollins have so many? Is he does is it? Well, I love the architect. Just to be quite honest with you, because he's a really technically skilled guy. Where, where the Messiah came from, and now I think wasn't he doing something with jewelry for a while or something like that, or like something with swag? And now I don't know what he is right now. He's, yeah, he's, I, he's, he's a very skilled technical wrestler, but I don't know what his character is really. Yeah, and I think he's a great performer, but you know it goes out to show that not everybody's foolproof. Well, you keep you keep changing your character. Every time you do that, you dilute yourself. Well, why do they feel the need to keep changing his character? Is maybe the, the most prescient question because look at you—you you never ever changed your character, and that was very much for the better. Absolutely, I I don't know why they do. I don't, I, I haven't asked them, and I I wouldn't be having that that. Uh, I certainly wouldn't be having that uh, conversation with with Vince or anybody right now. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, check I, out tonight. I, I just watched his show, and uh, once again, a very very skilled guy. But I I don't like the character changes either. I I, I go the architect. I thought was fantastic because his technical skills are 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 that are that good that he. I like the architect. Nate, I, I got an idea. They could cut his hair. He could wear an earring, and they could make him the gladiator. Spartacus. No, don't do that to him. 
That's the ultimate. <laughs> now, we talked Seth, about... Seth, Seth has great hair. I like his hair. <laughs> so do I. If I, if I, had that, if I had that hair, I'd still be in the game. Oh, my God. Are you crazy? You had the best hair ever. I did. <laughs> I said, if well, I had it now. <laughs> you, 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 you and me both, buddy. Now... Uh, we talked about the finish between Reigns and Rollins. Uh, we agreed that it, it wasn't great. What's the worst finish you've ever been involved in? What like is there anything you can put your finger on where you just said we shouldn't do this, and then afterward it turned out your instincts were right? Um, well, God, I don't know. I can't. Geez, Mark, you, you're that. I've been in a thousand terrible finishes. <laughs> Well, what about the dusty finish, which was, you know, became almost a, a staple of the way for the champion to keep his belt under shady yeah. circumstances. But, you know, you know, as much as we didn't like it, it worked. The it, it worked initially for sure. The Absolutely. first couple of times it was awesome. Yeah. Well, everybody that had seen it, we, didn't, we never did it on TV, but when we did it in the house shows, it worked. So, you know, as, as much as we might've complained about it, 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 it drew money. People well, always came back. I'll tell you the worst finish I ever saw, uh -huh. ever saw. It was Sting and Hogan at Starcade 97 with the fast count that wasn't a fast count. And then Bret Hart came in and restarted the match. I thought it was very damaging yeah. to the company yeah. and to Sting. Yeah. Well, that's, that's history. I was so far in the loop back then. I'm not sure you even watched it. <laughs> There's a good chance that I was out of the building at the bar. <laughs> Well, I might have been there with I, you. I, I wasn't privileged to be part of that, any of that. Yo, we're all adults here. Some of us choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day. Lucy Nicotine is a company that was created to help nicotine users find a cleaner option and feel better about the ways they consume nicotine. Their latest product is Slim Nicotine Pouches, which contain pure synthetic nicotine and provide the same satisfaction that nicotine users expect without any tobacco at all. Lucy Slim Pouches used the newest technology for synthesizing pure nicotine in the lab. None of the tobacco, all of the nicotine satisfaction. Lucy Slim Pouches include both coconut oil and gum base to provide a soft, fluffy texture that enhances the flavor and doesn't dry out your mouth. They come in three strengths, four, eight, and 12 milligrams, and three exclusive and delicious flavors, spearmint, mango, and cool cider. My buddy Andre, has switched to Lucy products. It can help your friend or family member who uses nicotine. It can help you. Four milligrams sounds good to me, and Spearmint sounds delicious to me. Tell them, Nate. It's 2022. Don't compromise when you're choosing your nicotine products. Go with the newest tobacco-free options from Lucy. Go to lucy.co. Use promo code FLAIR. F-L-A-R, to get 20% off your order of Lucy Slim pouches or any Lucy products. Lucy.co and use promo code FLAIR Woo! at checkout. Also, I got to give this disclaimer warning. This product contains non-tobacco nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. That's Lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code FLAIR. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers. 
offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Christmas is finally behind us, but are you dreading those credit card bills headed your way? Well, here's a pro tip. Don't get stuck making minimum payments in the new year. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of your credit card debt just like that. Oh, and we're going to get you the best deal on a mortgage you've ever had. But how's this for starters? No payments until March. You don't need money out of your pocket or perfect credit. So find out how much money you can save for free right now at SaveWithConrad.com. Now, uh, we got WrestleMania coming up. We're going to talk about that a ton in the days and weeks ahead. Uh, is WrestleMania better as a one-day event or a two-day event? I, I kind of go back and forth on that, Nate, because I like the one-day event, the Super Bowl feel, but there's so much money in it being a two-day event, isn't there? Well, there is, and to be quite honest with you, I, even though uh, the COVID thing caused a lot of issues, after the New York WrestleMania, when Ashley and... Uh, when Charlotte and Becky and Rhonda went in the ring at 1230 at night, I, I'm sold on a two-day event. Well, why can't you just make it shorter and not have them go on at because, 1230? Because, because I think by design, it's to get as much of the talent in that position, and they deserve to be. Okay, that's fair. I mean, you know, they work hard all year long, and everybody that's been part of the show on a regular basis deserves to be at Mania. That's, that, that's a simple explanation on my point. No, I'm if, sold. If, I, if, you're, if you're on TV every week and you're there and you're biting your knee, you know, if you're worried, nervous, you're not going to be in a show, the chances are greater that you're going to be part of the show now in some capacity. And that is something for them to remember the rest of their life, being at WrestleMania. Okay. I totally buy that. But I I, I'm, I do agree that 1230 for Charlotte and Becky and Rhonda at New York was, was too late because I thought they did an outstanding job. Oh, they did. But, but the, the crowd was, they still tore it down. But the crowd was exhausted. I, I think even the people at home by that point were exhausted. That's what I'm saying. I was. <laughs> that cut way into my bar time. <laughs> oh, let, let's not kid ourselves. It was on at the bar. No, I didn't get back to the hotel with her because I waited for her. Oh, right, right, right. Until 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, then there was they no gave, bar they, time. They gave me 30 minutes. It lit, what, at the bar? Yeah. Bar closed oh. at 2.30. So I don't believe that either because you would have thrown money at them to keep it open. I've been and there and seen that. No, 100 bucks to keep it open at 230. <laughs> That's it. They wouldn't give you any more. No. Wow. Yeah. Well, don't go back to that bar. I now, won't. <laughs> hey. Now, what do you make of Shane McMahon being fired by WWE? I guess he booked the Rumble and Vince didn't like it. That's amazing if it's true. I'm not sure I buy it. I only have seen it in the news. I haven't even asked anybody because I don't know and I don't want to speculate. I, 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 I like Shane McMahon very much as a person. He's been great to me my whole life. Of course, I can't have enough good things to say about Vince. It's a very uncomfortable situation and topic for me to discuss because I, I don't know enough about it. Well, let, let me just say that I, I mean, uh, fill, fill me in. What, what, what have you heard that I haven't? I, I haven't heard anything except that he booked the Rumble and Vince wasn't happy with it. And to that, I say, well, Vince has final say on everything. Mm. So I'm not so sure that that I buy it's because Shane, you know, mishandled booking the Rumble. Uh, I'm a big fan of Shane, too. The times I've dealt with him, he's been very pleasant and gracious. Yes. Uh, so so I, 
I think I'll be blunt. I think it's going to wind up being a work or maybe a shoot that becomes a work. That that's kind of my prediction. The only thing I didn't like was Shane was one of the last three left in the rumble. Yeah, that and, and that's no that that beggar's belief. I just didn't yeah. like that at all. So if well, that's, that's where, what I, I would assume that's where the heat came from. Yeah, but why would Vince let that happen then? Vince, we we both know Vince has final say on everything. I don't know that that I don't know the answer to that, but I'm sure that got a lot of. It made a lot of the other wrestlers that work every day upset. Well, it should be kept. I'm sure it did. And, I'm, and I think we should keep in mind, though, that Shane's been gone before mm-hmm. and then come back. I, I, I can't see Shane showing up at AEW. Can you? No. But I can't. I, can, I don't see Shane being put in through this a little short, brief period of humiliation for it to be something that's not real either. Why? Yep. why we, why, why would he subject himself to that? He certainly doesn't need to. That's a good point. This is one of the few things. And why And why would it look, I mean, if, you're, if your family is as closely knit as they are, and we all have families, why would you, you know, why would you, you know, let that be the top subject in, in, in their, in WWE news for two weeks? No, no, all, all good points. Yeah. And, uh, I feel bad that it's happened, to be honest. I, I do too. You know, and I, I, I hope do. It, I hope it to work, but I don't think it is. Let's hope it ends up a work. I think that's the best that, that we can hope for on behalf of uh, the McMahon family. Now, I heard, here's one thing I did here, Nate. I heard Riddle was initially supposed to win the Rumble, but they changed it to Lesnar. Now, I like Riddle, but that's still the right move. Absolutely. For to face Roman, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, Riddle against Roman, and again, I, I like Riddle, and I think he's destined for even bigger and better after Randy built him so efficiently. But uh, but but Lesnar winning the Rumble is undoubtedly the right move. Absolutely. Now, uh, by the way, we uh, there's a podcast debuting soon with uh, with our with our two guests on the stage at the live event in St. Louis, Giovanna Angle and uh, and Kim Orton. I thought they were just delightful, and I'm really looking forward to that podcast. Uh, I got to admit, and I told Giovanna this because I know the Angles here in Pittsburgh very well. I wondered how long they could last up there. I wonder what they would bring to the table, but they were great. They were so entertaining, weren't they? Yeah, I, I actually was so disappointed when I spoke with Steve, our executive producer, that we weren't able to use any of that footage because of the so- terrible soundtrack. Yeah, so, the sound wasn't good, was it? No, it was horrible. But, but, but they, well, that shows you got to catch us live, and Giovanna and Kim were just wonderful. Yeah. And I, and the, I hope the whole that- show for us was, was tremendous. It just, you know, the, the whoever was in charge of the sound system at night really, really let us down. Well, it happens to Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones once in a while, Nate. It can happen to, to, to you and I. But, uh, but yeah, Kim, to, and, <laughs> to you and I, me to and you. Who? Led Let's Zeppelin Ze- and the Rolling Stones. Who are they compared to you and I? Well, who's your favorite music group? We've never discussed music. The, I don't the, think- be- the Beach Boys. <laughs> they- no, hold on. Are they really? No. Who's your favorite group then? Come on. My favorite group right now? Yeah. Kid Rock. Okay, that's fair. I'm going to see him in a couple you months. Never met a, you never met a motherfucker quite like me. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> no, I'm going to see him in Foreigner in a couple months. But, Where? Uh, uh, Pittsburgh, Star Lake Amphitheater. You I'll go? come. I'll be there. Will you really? Yeah, I talk to the kid all the time. I'll get better tickets then. No problem. No, you, you can get, get better you, tickets. You, you'll, you'll get backstage. Uh, I can't wait. That'd be great. Who's the other group? Foreigner. Remember Foreigner? Of course I do. Yeah, that'll be a great show. They're for, the Foreigners for people your age. Yeah, us old guys. 
<laughs> now, uh, I'm the kid. Cocky. <laughs> now, uh, uh, but by the way, I do want to, we don't, we don't, we, we always, uh, Kelstar shout you out. Woo. Uh, by, by the way, I just got a, I got a DM from somebody who, who's in the know says that Shane, he heard Shane quit because of the roster heat over the Royal Rumble. The chain quit. It was on him. Actually, I might believe that. I don't know. He could have. Well, once again, once again, I, I'm not going to get killed over a speculation. Oh no, 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 no! But 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 I can see the roster being mad about it. No question about that. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, we've got to shut. We we sometimes forget to to say how great a job our producer Steve Kaufman does. Nate, I know you oh, want to chime in Steve on that. Steve is fantastic. Dave Green, I don't know. <laughs> Well, I've been promised a backdrop for my kitchen, and I don't have one yeah, yet. Yeah, so. uh, hey, absolutely. I'll be speaking to them shortly. <laughs> well, we could, we could, we could swivel it to face my refrigerator. Would that be any better? No. What, you know what I was thinking is we put some pictures of ladies on the black background, so you're surrounded with women. I got and, no. And, and wait, bring in a Coors Light spout, so it looks like you have a keg right next to you. I have. I. How do you know I don't? Right over here. Well. What are, the, what, are the, what are those things in the fridge? You know, the keg in the fridge. Remember them? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I used to have one of those, but not anymore. Well, I saw you drinking your Coors Light the other night in St. Louis. You looked, you haven't lost any, any esteem at all. We I, put, I was, Conrad walked away. It was just you and me. I was right. And EB walked away. I was right at home. Uh, I was Eric, in my, I know. What is wrong with Eric? But you killed him. I was in my element at a bar with the Nate at closing time. And that's and they all left. I, And they left. That's because right. That's it was just you and me. That's all I ever wanted, Nate. The nature boy at the bar at closing time. Throwing money to keep it open. And the little blonde. Yeah, well, that's right. What was... She works for Eric. I don't know. Oh, that's right. That's No, it works for Conrad, I think. I think. Well, at any rate, she, she was delightful. But getting back on, on track here... Uh, I was hoping to hire her to work for me that night. It didn't work out. <laughs> By the way, uh, the podcast with Giovanni Angle and, and Kim Orton debuts today, so be sure to check that out. Now, Ooh, I will. Now, uh, WWE brought in over a billion dollars in revenue. I heard they were going to have Wendy on as a guest. Expected exciting episode. Yeah, that'll be pretty good. I'll, <laughs> that'll be pretty good. Wendy, don't tell them all. Do not tell all. <laughs> Now, WWE brought in over a billion dollars in revenue last year, and they're going to get even bigger TV deals in 2023. Uh-huh. And, uh, I mean, what can you say about their business model except it's foolproof? I mean, it's people, bulletproof. People, yeah, it's people, bulletproof. People and all, like, because, all because of one guy. He just showed his face. Right, Vince, no question. Yeah. But, but it's amazing how many people criticize the in-ring product and criticize people not being over. And, hey, I'm one of those, and I get it, but... But the bottom line in wrestling is money. And somehow that's been lost track of, but I was glad to see them go over the billion-dollar mark to kind of put an exclamation point on what we already know. Exactly. They're more than just a wrestling company. It's, they're Disney. They're, they're, they're a movie producer. I mean, they, it, you have to look at the whole... And it's, they're global. It's, it's huge. I, I, I don't know how... I don't think, I mean, I hate when football season's over, but I would be really miserable if there was no wrestling on TV. With football, then I have to go, as we have our last game, what, this coming weekend, 
Then it's uh, NCAA basketball. I can watch some of the pro basketball. I love watching LeBron and stuff like that. But then it's, man, we got another six months to football's back. So without wrestling, I'm miserable. What about hockey? Oh, I love hockey as well. Yeah, as a matter of fact, in Lightning, uh, I'm actually going to go to a game. Who are they playing? I don't, I don't remember who. And not- I, oh, actually, I'm going to go to Chicago to see the Lightning play the Blackhawks. Well, the Lightning... I, I, I have friends in Chicago. I know that. Oh, I know that. The Lightning aren't quite as good as their two cup teams because they lost a lot to free agency and the expansion draft. Well, that comes from a, that comes from a Pittsburgh guy. Come on, that comes from an expert in hockey okay. more than uh-huh. anything. And uh-huh. they, they, they lost their whole third <laughs> line. But but I'll tell you, that kid they got in goal, Vasilevsky. Yeah, the big Russian kid. Honestly, yeah. Nate, yeah. he's one of the top five goalies I've ever seen. Going Fantastic. back to Dryden, Tony Esposito. So when you have a guy like that, you're always in the hunt. Wow. Dryden, how about the guy for the Avalanche? How do you leave him out? Patrick Waugh, no, he's right there too. Canadians yeah, as well. One See, I follow Montreal. hockey too. I know you and by, do. And, by, and by, the, by the way, Dryden went to Cornell. Well, See, you know it all. I do. You can't get me on hockey, man. Yeah, yeah I can. No. Who do you think is the best player ever? Bob Probert. Okay, case closed. Now, <laughs> now, now Bill Goldberg's My best- favorite player. I know that. He's one of mine, too. What a great guy, too. Boy, yeah. we lost him. We lost yeah. Bobby far too young, didn't we? Yeah. You got to watch the next. You got to watch anybody, anybody has not seen Tough Guy on Netflix. I saw it. It's great. It, I, I, re- I read the book about him, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and when, when Bobby used to come backstage at our shows, yeah. that was such a thrill for me. He was such a great yeah. guy and such yeah. a respectful kid, too. Yeah. You know, I, I miss Bob Probert a lot. Now, Bill Goldberg's going to wrestle on the Elimination Chamber event in Saudi Arabia. He's 55, but Billy still looks the part, doesn't he? He looks great. He's doing these damn Dodge commercials. He looks like a 21-year-old kid. <laughs> I mean, happy, some, I'm, happy, I'm happy for him. Yeah, I am too. And uh, I thought it was great when he came back a few years ago so his son could see him wrestle. I think yeah. that's just a, yeah. a great thrill for anybody. Kind of like when Mario Lemieux came back to play hockey so his son could see yeah. it and remember you know, it. You know the next big thing is going to be? Because LeBron's going to play with his son. You think so? Then I'll start watching basketball again. It, now, now I'm, I'm not asking this out of anything but ignorance because I don't know. Is LeBron's son good enough? Oh, hell yeah. That, are you kidding me? I think, Nate, I, I've never, I, never I, seen I think, him. I think, they have, they, I think they have let that kind of slide down. Go look at film of my God. I will do. I will yeah. do. I think, now, he's like, I think he's like two years away, maybe a year away now. Now, uh, I, I want to get to AEW for a second uh, because Sammy Guevara and Cody Rhodes had a great ladder match that, uh, that King Dave Meltzer gave five stars. What's your take on ladder matches in general? What are the pros and cons? Well, they, uh, first of all, they had a great match. Yep. Um, the pros and cons are... And I've just become aware of this or thought more... I put more thought into this after having been in... I've been in two. Um, Number one, the guys that do these things and take these huge bumps are are phenomenal. You know, I have nothing but respect for them. But I think that I don't, I I worry every time I see something like that, especially a big move like from ladder to ladder, kind of like when uh, I guess he gave, um, Sammy gave, 
um, Cody uh, like a reverse stunner off the top, right? Like a cutter. He hit him with a yeah. cutter off cut, the top yeah, of both top, ladders. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. And I went, oh my God. I mean, for Cody, yeah, Sammy, I'm sure, is used to all that stuff. I didn't know Cody could do that. You forget how athletic Cody is. Yep. Cody, Cody looked like the Cody that was in WWE, who do moonsaults off the top of a cage and stuff like that. It was tremendous. But I, as usual, I'm I'm concerned for the health yep. and the welfare of everybody. Um, that just comes with me being older. I don't want anybody's career to get cut short uh, because of uh, something crazy. And, I, and you know what? It, it, every bump you take like that is something that you'll what you won't won't bother you until your forties, fifties, or sixties. So, but I I've got nothing respect for it. But once again, I've said this: I, I, nothing nothing's ever really impressed me as much as Edge spearing Jeff Hardy. And I, oh. I, live, I live by that. I've been in two of them myself. And I just said to Matt Hardy, I said one time, I, I trust you. Give me any bump you want, whatever it is. And when I did it with Edge and the singles, um, I just said, Edge, you know, I'll just follow your lead. You, you can, I can take anything you give me, but I don't want to, would never try to do, give you a bump because I'm, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's not that I couldn't do it, but I, not at 55, you don't start learning how to be in a ladder match. Well, well, stay with that because at 55 doing a ladder match, I mean, you hadn't done it. Uh, I think that was your first one against Edge, right? Or was it the second one? First one, yeah. So, like, how do you how do you figure out something like that? Even somebody as decorated as you and athletic as you and who knows how to work like you, how do you figure that out overnight? Yeah, you, I just got to the building and Edge, we just, I said, what can you do with it? What what have you done? What can you do with me that you have never done with anybody else? And the where he jumped off the top of the ladder on me. But every other way, he just put it together and I just took the mumps. I didn't do anything. Now you and, mentioned and, and, and Lita was fabulous in it. Lita was fabulous in it. Now you mentioned uh Jeff versus Edge, which was at 2009 Extreme Rules. Yeah. And I I think that probably set the standard all time for ladder matches, didn't it? Please. The spear off the top of the ladder in midair. I mean, that bump for every, from, from my standpoint, is every bit as thrilling as the stuff that Mick did off the top of the cage with Taker. I agree. Uh, actually, yeah. not not to blast Mick, but even more so because, you know, it involved, well, no. Two people. Two people, right, yeah. exactly. It's, it's much harder to take care of two people than it is one. Right, right, exactly. Um now, uh, one, I want to get back to Sammy and Cody for a sec, because I, I think the world of Sammy, and I think the world of Cody, too. And I love that match. I think Sammy's one of the best three or four workers in the business now, but unfortunately, no, with those wait, who... No, whoa, 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 I, whoa. No, I'm telling you. <clears throat> okay, in the business. Yeah, who's bet? I mean, okay, among the men, how's that? Yes. That fair? Yes. I think that, because, like, who's better? Who's having matches like him on a consistent basis right now? I don't want to hear what, you know, somebody did 10 years ago. I mean, right now. Who's having matches like what? Better matches than Sammy right now. In our business? Yep. My daughter. Yep. Okay, keep going. I Randy, agree. Randy Orton in every single match he's in. Okay, keep going. AJ Styles. The, the, Maybe. The the right two, now? The right this second? Maybe. 
if you put him in a match like that. He's got to be put in that scenario. Well, but right, who's, but who's capable of it? I'm talking about reality, not fantasy. The young bucks hardly even work anymore. They're hardly ever on TV. They're hurt or they're sick, and that's not their fault. But they're not working. Okay, but you're asking me who when they're working. I'm, I can't. I, can't, I don't book the shows, so I know. <laughs> not yet. But no, uh, it, 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 Sam is a Sam was he 25 yet? Uh, 28. I think. Yeah, he's not expected to be at their level yet. He's really good. Don't take me wrong. Yeah. He's really good, but if you put AJ Styles in that match, he's going to be better. I'm sorry. I'm not sure. Right now, I'm not sure. Well, Everybody else... we're, we're having a debate. That's, that's what right. the show is all about. Right. What about Brian Danielson? Who's better right now, Sammy or Brian Danielson? Right now. Brian. Not or, uh, your buddy, um, Sammy. Right. I, I think. See, Absolutely. I, he's, I think he's, the... he's better than CM Punk right now. Yep. Well, yeah, he is. Well, I'll concede what the I'll concede what what, what you're asking me. I'm just saying yep. you're asking me if who's the best. You said men's division, not matches. Uh, I think Sammy's having great matches. I mean, I just I didn't say he didn't, but you asked me who you said he's one of the best men in the business. He's not. Yep. Well, I think he's top five. Top ten, maybe. Okay, well that's pretty good. Yeah. And I might, I might go a bit higher. But, but anyway, back to my original point. My one complaint about that match is, was the move you said before, which was very thrilling, and it's something people remember. It, but it, if was, you, it wasn't the finish. Right. If you do a cutter from ladder to ladder off the top of both ladders, that has to be the finish. Absolutely. What, what, what were they thinking? <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> to, quote Art, to quote Art Anderson, they weren't. <laughs> Now, uh, I want to ask you about this match because you and I have talked about this before. The ladder match at WrestleMania 10 between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, uh, Scott Hall, which kind of brought ladder matches into the public eye. What was your take on that match? Well, I just, you know, as we've talked about, Shawn Michaels is one of those guys that could do anything. So I just thought that that it was unique, it was brand new, and it was exciting, and... uh, you know, obviously, it was, it's, it's the fact that we're talking about it all these years later, it entertained a lot of people. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, But I, bet I I definitely think that the match was great because of Sean. I Ra- think- Ra- 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 Razor was in there like I was with, uh, with Edge, just right. to take the bumps. Right. Sean, Sean gave the bumps and Razor took them. Yeah, no, M- I... Much, much like me and... Uh, much like me and Edge. I mean, and, Edge, 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 Edge was the guy that got me through it as Sean got Razor through it. And, and I don't think that that's an insult to Scott at all. I no, just, it's not. I think that's just a tribute to Sean. And also, for him to do it then, when how many ladder matches had there been and what kind of blueprint was there for, for him and, and Scott to work with, that's what made it most impressive, perhaps. Exactly. Was that the first one ever? I think there had been some, but not not at that level, not with that visibility. Um, here's a note from Steve Kaufman, our producer, referring back to our segment about the ladder match. Bret Hart claims to have done a ladder match at a house show. Well, of course he does. Bret Hart's done everything first. Is, is, Bret, is Bret listening right now? I don't know. <laughs> of course, I don't know. No comment. He says the first ever ladder match in WWE is... When Bret Hart defeated Shawn Michaels to retain the Intercontinental title, Portland, Maine, 1992. So Bret was right. Bret's always right, isn't he? 
Yeah, I didn't say it wasn't. I, I wasn't aware of it. I think that's Brett's most endearing quality, that he's always right. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Brett, Brett, while you were bouncing around the dungeon in Calgary, learning how to be a wrestler, I was in Singapore wrestling Brody, and the natives were restless. <laughs> was that Harley? No, that was me talking that to Brett you. on TV. That was my promo. And the <laughs> native... Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. What's the craziest stipulation match you've ever seen or been involved with? Oh, God. Because you've not been in many stipulation matches if memory properly serves. Is that right? Uh, Yeah, but the worst stipulation match, this is simple, and to this day, I still think about it. Me and Butch Reed, one hour, Orlando, not the arena, the old uh, sports center, Eddie Graham Sports Center, Orlando, the tin building, August, 100 degrees outside, 105 an hour, and we couldn't use the cage as a weapon. You couldn't use the cage as a weapon? Why not? One hour. Why not? Because Eddie thought it would be cool. I don't know. Ask Eddie Graham. I can't, but but yeah, that just, it strikes yeah. me to, I mean, I, I thought, I mean, obviously we know the stipulation with the cages. I, 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 had, I had Butch, God rest his soul, bust me in a hard way five times. Oh my God. It. Well, no, I mean, I mean, old cuts, nothing. I don't mean like not talking my eyebrow off, but I mean, I couldn't cut myself enough because I, you can't throw, I couldn't even throw a guy into a cage. Well, the, the whole point of the cage is to keep people out and keep people in, in terms of the, the stipulation, but yeah, but I could ca- try to crawl out, but you couldn't use it as a weapon. Well, the, the most effective thing about the cage in terms of the drama is to use it as a weapon. Yeah, exactly. You well, asked me, it was ridiculous. I'm sure there have been others, but that's the most ridiculous stipulation I've ever been in. The best gimmick match ever was War Games. Am I right? Oh, God, for sure. Yes. Yeah, I mean, nothing competes with War Games. That's just no. incredible. We'll talk about that on a future show. Now, Punk and MJF wrestled on AEW's Wednesday show and the audience was still under a million. Pretty good match, by the way. But is that just what they're going to be at, give or take, under a million? Because that's one of their biggest matches, and they put it on TV, and it came in under a million. Hmm. I don't know what the explanation is. They worked hard. They had a good match, like you said, and they gave them, what, 40 minutes? Yep. So I don't know. I, I thought they'd get a hell of a rating. I enjoyed the match. 
I did, I, I did too. I, but but I wonder if maybe that's just where AEW is that they're going to be a promotion you know, that's. But, but here's the problem. I enjoyed that match, but there was a match later on in the show. I didn't know who one guy. I didn't know who one person was on it. Well, that's no. It was a match with Alistair Black, and I didn't know who the other three guys were. Yeah, and that's not reflecting poorly on you. It reflects on no. I, I've tried to watch these shows that I can so I can speak with you at a, on an intelligent level. But if you go from a match with two guys with a, a lot of whole notoriety to a match with two people, that are, three of the people in it, I don't know, and I'm a wrestler. Then what? The, what's the guy sitting next to me? Well, first Same. off, Nate, I think that that I've proven in 26 years of radio and now doing this podcast, there's no need to speak on an intelligent level. But but second off, I I agree 100. percent No, but I want to report accurately. No, 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 Nate, I'm kidding. It was a joke. No, no, so am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no, I agree, and it and it goes back to what my biggest criticism of them has always been. I have no problem with the product. In fact, I love most of it. Their roster's too big. Part of the reason you don't know who those guys are is because guys get taken off TV for weeks, even months at a time. And you're not going to go to YouTube to watch the freaking C show. So they, they, they need less guys. They need their top guys on TV more. And in that vein, Tony Khan says there's going to be a big surprise debut again this week. Has he ruined the element of surprise? Is it really a surprise when there's always a surprise? Well, it only ruins the surprise if I don't know who the guy is. <laughs> but it's a surprise, and I didn't know who they were. Well, right, like, like uh, again, yeah, not, but, not to, but, but once again, who am I? Not to knock the guy, but one of the, the Alistair Black's tag partner in that match was Brody King, and when he know. made his surprise debut, you could hear crickets chirp. Nobody yeah. knows who he is. He's some guy from Ring of Honor with a lot of tattoos. Big deal. Mm-hmm. I, I can't explain it. I don't know. How come you never got any tattoos? Um, I don't know. I don't think they were really. I don't think they were that popular when I was in the business. What about now? Any any chance of getting one now? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, uh, people now talking. A twenty eight year old maybe they talked me into it. I don't know. Well, I. I... <laughs> Nate, will you get a tattoo? Oh, maybe. <laughs> oldest, oldest ride, longest line. Longest line. Now, uh, people talk about a forbidden door when people go from promotion to promotion, but I think that's lots of luster too. And to me, somebody signed to WWE has to show up on another program. That's the only thing forbidden. I mean, no knock on Mickey James, but somebody from Impact showing up at the Royal Rumble isn't going through a forbidden door. Absolutely not. I love Mickey James. She can do whatever she wants to do. I do too. But, but yeah, she has, she's, she has had a, an illustrious career. She's a hall of famer. She's worked at every possible promotion. She works hard. And to me, Mickey James, Lita, who I'm really going to enjoy watching Becky and all that. Cause I'm a big fan of Lita. I'm glad she's back. And I mean, it, I, the people that have proven themselves over a period of time, in my estimation, can do anything they want to do. Well, right. Uh, again, and I'm a big Mickey James fan. Her husband, Nick Aldis, yeah, is yeah. a very Nick's underrated a great performer, great, yeah. great guy. And uh, I think, if anything, he should walk through a forbidden door, quote-unquote, and, and be someplace bigger because his talent merits that. But again, I just don't see it as a big deal. Take Mickey out of the equation. 
when somebody from Impact shows up at the Rumble. I mean, it just doesn't matter. But Impact is what's showing up. That, that's not helping That's TNA. That's the old TNA. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and that's no knock on Mickey. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I don't see that as something. Mickey James is to be made a big deal over. Somebody from Impact showing up at the Rumble is not. And, and staying with the Rumble, two days after the Rumble, Nate, Raw had a big audience, but I, I didn't like the show. I thought that was one where they should have taken advantage, and they probably didn't. I, I heard they had a huge audience. Well, the, the, the buildup to it is so good. There's going to be times when the show doesn't live up to the buildup. We, we've all experienced that. But you know what? It's forgotten the next day, and they'll go on, and they'll have a great elimination chamber. And I mean, God only knows how big WrestleMania will be. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, Dal, Dallas is ready. I think this has the potential to be one of the biggest WrestleManias ever. I oh, really well, do. Yeah, I, I absolutely do. It's going with two marquee matches that we know. If, if I hope that Sasha has a great marquee match. I, I, I actually hope that Sasha and uh, and Becky Lynch. But I don't know what's going to happen there. Now, uh, we got to talk Super Bowl. The Rams in Cincinnati. Are you surprised by who's in it? Is that who you would have picked? I am absolutely surprised that Joe Burrows beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, I would say. I'm, I'm happy for him, and I love the kid at LSU. The story about him having to transfer and all that. But I love all the stuff. He's closeness to his family. He seems like a very nice guy, and, and he brings a lot of color on a quieter. I mean, he's not as braggadocious and wide open. If I was that kid at 25, I'd be, I don't know. Well, he's, he's starting to get there a little bit. He's cut a few promos. Yeah, I know, but he's just starting to feel himself. But, boy, if he wins, I mean, it's, you know, that, that, I like that. I think it's good to have someone that handsome and single and, you know, got that, that, that what do you call it, that flair. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree. I'm a big Joe Burrow fan as well. Oh, me too. And, and I actually compare him on, on a lesser level. Uh, to when Mario Lemieux came to play for the Penguins because he totally elevated the franchise. Yes. Joe Burrow has taken a nondescript team, and, and Nate, I mean a nondescript team for decades and decades, and elevated them in a short time and made them not only a Super Bowl participant, but a team, and he's a player that people talk about. Exactly. How that offensive line is going to block... Um, Aaron Donald. Aaron and... Uh, Von Miller, I have no idea because that's what killed Tampa. But yeah. if, if they and that offensive line that let the Titans sack Joe nine times, so I I will be amazed if they do it. But nothing nothing that that the Jamar Chase kid is unreal. Mixon's playing great. I mean they have a, they have, who's to say that they don't have a good chance? Who's a better quarterback right now, Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes. I still got to give him the edge, but I thought his hubris got the best of him and really it got the best of the Chiefs in that game against Cincinnati. They should never have passed up that field goal uh, at the end of the first half, let alone thrown a pass to Tyree Kill that was short of the goal line. They should have taken a shot at the end zone. Yeah. And well, uh, I, I was amazed to be honest with you. The Bengals pass rush came out of nowhere. They put a lot of pressure on that kid. Yep, yep. Which I never saw coming. And, and also, I didn't like... I, I only only give... Mahomes has got so many... The kid can do anything. So I, I'm not saying he's a better pure passer than uh, Joe Burrow, but when you can move around like that and you're big yep. tacklers and... 
drop back 20 yards and still get back in the line of scrimmage are, are pretty special. No, no question. And, and again, just sometimes you need to play score in situation, though. The other thing he did I didn't like was at the end of regulation, when he tried to keep that play alive and took, I think it was a 17-yard sack. Yeah. And, and really made Butker. Well, he's, had he's to, not always going to make it back. You're right. Right, right. So, but again, I, I, I think Mahomes will learn from this. Uh, but I think Joe Burrow is going to be a, they're going to be rivals in that conference. Nate, it wouldn't shock me if they played in the conference championship game for, for the next several years. Hey, I got news for you. The Kansas City Chiefs need to start drafting some offensive linemen. Yep. Because I never saw that pass rush getting to him like that. And that was the difference in the game. Now, you mentioned LA's defense, and, and you mentioned Aaron Donald, who's a Pittsburgh kid, and Vaughn Miller. Yeah, and both, Jalen, both guys I've met are very nice. Great guys. And Jalen Ramsey holds him down in the back yeah. at cornerback. But LA's offense can control the ball. That was one thing that kind of got lost in the NFC Championship game was that LA had the ball for 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. How much do you trust Matthew Stafford to do the same thing and win a Super Bowl? Well, I personally, I like to see Stafford win a Super Bowl because the kid, anybody has to play with Detroit for the whole twenty. I mean, even if you look at his stats and think about, he's got some really good stats for being with the Lions for ten years. I mean, really, the Lions. You know, from the when I grew up, the Lions with Alex Karras and all those guys were a much more. I mean, one of the biggest games of the year every year was the Lions and the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. And that game just went to hell over the years because Detroit was so bad. And when Matt Millen was the GM, I don't know what he did there, but God. So I'm happy to see Stafford have finally have an opportunity to prove just how good he is. Um, at the same time, I am happy for Joe Burrow. I really don't have a dog. And have, uh, a, I, I can't say I have a favorite. I feel like I know Von Miller and uh, I've been around a couple of times. Aaron Donald, who I spent a couple hours with. Enough to say that I, I respect them both, obviously, as players and as people. So it's, I just want it to be a great game like everybody else. Yeah, I, I think it will be, too. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo got San Francisco to the Super Bowl two years ago. He got them to the conference championship this year. Now they're going to dump him and start Trey Lance, who they picked second overall this year. I don't like it, but but I get it. I mean, if you pick the kid second, you got to you know make your investment come good. But I feel kind of bad for Garoppolo. Where, where's Garoppolo going? Don't know yet. Don't know. There's some talk he may come to Pittsburgh. Really? Well, yep. he's a good quarterback. I think so, too. He's a winner. He figures out yeah. how to win. His his record as the Niners starter, Nate. Hey, like, he's, a, he's a handsome single guy. I'm not sure Pittsburgh's fast enough for him. I can tell you for a fact it is not. <laughs> but he was like 36 and 16 as their starter. I, I, I feel kind of bad for him, but... That's a gutsy move by San Francisco, too, I feel isn't sorry it? for Trey Lance. Why do you say that? Because <laughs> big shoes to fill. Yeah, tough act to follow. You're right. What about your guy Harbaugh? I almost forgot to mention this. It looked like he was going to go coach Minnesota, the Vikings, and, and but now he's going to stay I, at Michigan. I, I, I have not talked to him, but I was going to congratulate him because I think the worst possible place you could be right now is a uh, coach in the NFL. Why do you say that? Because of the horrifying scrutiny that's going on, and just there always seems to be a dispute. And I, I mean, I think it's a great job to have, but yeah, I mean, I don't. Who knows? I don't want to get into that. Well, Tom, Tom Brady quit. Uh, I, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just glad he's staying with Michigan. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, however, I, I, I would love to have seen him in the pros, but I think he probably took a look at 
what's going on. I don't see him moving his family all the way to Las Vegas. I don't see him moving his family to Minnesota. The weather is very similar to Michigan, but I, you know, his family, Jim doesn't need the money. So he's doing it out of love, but I think he feels like um, that Michigan can be, can be right back in, in the Big Ten uh, hunt again. Now, uh, Tom Brady retired, and he's obviously the best quarterback of all time. I don't want to debate that because that sounds stupid. Who's number two? Of all time? Yep. Well, I, you know, personally, I like Terry Bradshaw. I like, Jesus, I like Dan Marino. I like Elway. Um, if um, if Rodgers wins another Super Bowl or two, it'll be Rodgers will be the second best. Yeah, he's not going to. Yeah. You couldn't melt that guy down and pour him into a big game. Yeah. That's his oh. weakness. I have to like Aaron Rodgers. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, you have to go back. I mean, Dan Ritter never won a Super Bowl way with the hell of a quarterback. Well, well, it's funny you mention that because I might pick Dan Marino, even though he's never won a Super Bowl. And people always use that as evidence that he shouldn't be as highly ranked as he is. But, but I, I think he's just brilliant. In terms of a guy, as a pure passer of the ball, I've never seen anybody better. Let me ask you this. Go ahead. Uh, and this is where I kind of go... Funny, he was plagued by injuries. But if you walked into a room and there were 10 guys signed autographs and Brady was there and all, all these other guys and Joe Namath was there, where would you go? Joe Namath. That's easy. To me, he's the greatest. Well, I love Joe Namath. No, plagued by injuries. Can you imagine if, if his knees? Oh, he's for Mickey, sure. He's Mickey Mantle. He had an arm. He was clever. He drew money. He drew money. He drew women too. He drew, he drew well. We we love that. <laughs> but if you're good, it, it, let me tell you, Tom Brady. I know he's married to a supermodel, but that, that if that Tom Brady's not the handsomest son of a bitch alive, I don't know who it is. <laughs> now, really, yeah. I'm in Tampa. I I got to run into him one night. I was going to say, brother, you are the man. Well, Joe Namath was the man, and uh, a Pittsburgh guy, Beaver Absolutely. Falls, absolutely, just outside Beaver Pittsburgh. Falls. And a great guy, Nature, a frequent guest on my show. Great yeah. guy. Oh, is he really? Absolutely. Well, tell him to call in when I'm on. <laughs> I will no, do. I've been out with him twice. What a great guy. Well, here's what's weird about Adam. We'll invite Susie Kobler. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Now, now. I just want to kiss you, Darren. <laughs> I, I got to mention Aaron Rodgers again, though, because even though, like, I think he's a crackpot and he doesn't win big games, but there's no denying his credentials. I mean, what a great quarterback. Crackpot. He's one of the greatest of all time. Why do you call him a crackpot? The stuff he says, I don't like it. But, but, but get, any, Because he speaks the truth? He speaks his truth. Put it that way. Okay. But well, anyway. Hey, hey, that's better than a lot of people you and I deal with no, every day. That's the, Now you're talking. I agree yes, with that. Thank you. But I think Spe he's a, Speaking I, the truth. If it's in his heart and it's real, it's better than what you and I deal with 90% of the time. Amen. That I give you. But uh, but here's a, and, and I do respect him as a quarterback, and he's done a lot. Here's the weird part, though. He's going to win MVP this year almost certainly for the fourth time. Yeah. How does he win four MVPs and Tom Brady wins three? I mean, to me, that's not a knock on Rodgers. That's got to be a flaw in whatever system He's going to do 45 touchdowns and that's three interceptions. Yeah, but it's most valuable. It's Tom Brady. I mean, who's more valuable than Tom Brady? 
Well, you can't say that right now because Tom Brady, they didn't win the Super Bowl again. At some point in time, Mark, you got to go on stats. I mean, I never thought Gretzky was the best hockey player, but you couldn't beat his numbers. Oh, Lemieux was the best hockey player. Well, yeah, but before that was Bobby Hall. But nobody had Gretzky numbers. True, true. No question. I didn't think Gordy Howe was anywhere near Mayor Lemieux or Bobby Orr. But Gordy Howe had all the records. Let let me ask you this, though. When you look at the award. Talk hockey. Talk me. When you look... (laughs) <laughs> when you look at these awards, is it most valuable or is it player of the year? Because there's a difference. Or, or most kiss ass. See, what Rogers doesn't do is kiss anybody's ass. And you have to respect that. I don't think Brady does either. But he doesn't have to. Brady doesn't kiss anybody's ass. They're lucky to know him. Have you ever been to a Super Bowl? Yeah. Which ones? Oh, just in Miami. What year was that? I was at the one in Atlanta, and I went to the one in Houston with with uh, we were twenty five points up with uh, um, the Falcons. There's no bigger spectacle than a Super Bowl, is there? WrestleMania. Yeah, that's a good call. Those are really two of a kind, aren't they? WrestleMania equally as big, worldwide, absolutely. You really think so? Worldwide, yeah. you're right. Worldwide, because the Super worldwide. Bowl. The Super Bowl isn't that big a deal outside of the U.S. It really isn't. It's not. Nobody gives a shit about football in Saudi Arabia. Wrestling, come on, please. Well, you know it's bigger than either, don't you? But they go, they what, soccer? Soccer, that's right. Okay. (laughs) I think the best thing you've ever said to me, and I'm sorry it wasn't on the show. It It was when we were off the air. The best thing you've ever said to me is, Go back to your soccer. I got shit to do. Yeah. That, Go back that, to your soccer. I got shit to do. That's right. I, 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 when Tiger is playing, I watched golf. I would rather watch. I love girls soccer. Like I would rather watch grass grow than hear that humming sound at the World Cup. <laughs> what is that, that, that noise they make? What is that, that noise? That's that horn that Vuvuzela or whatever I know. it's called. They, they can have that horn. Time to tell you about something I'm super passionate about, protecting your family. Yes, this is a life insurance ad for GoliathLife.com, but to me, this is really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all get medical and auto insurance, yet we never even know if we're going to have a need for it. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that reality sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit goliathlife.com. And I mean, right now, and just personally, I've lost two friends in their forties this past year and a half. And I don't even want to think about what their families would be going through. Had they not had life insurance. If you don't have it, get it, protect your family. And I suggest you go to goliathlife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance, super easy. Goliath Life streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes for more than 20 carriers within minutes, and you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick your price, you start the online application immediately, and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. And I've done it. They sent someone to my office. I skipped the phone calls, the paperwork, and the crazy invasive conversations. Goliath Life makes buying life insurance simple. There's no hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle, hell, not even a phone call. Goliath Life is life insurance in your hands on your time. 
get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at goliathlife.com. Now, before we, uh, wrap this up, we got a few tweets to, to include two fan tweets, which is a great, how, how great was it in St. Louis taking all the questions from the fans? Oh, that was great. wonderful. Wasn't it, it was the best. Yeah. The best. So much fun. And, so and, damn, so damn respectful too. That I was, that's the word I was just going to use the, the, the reverence that people had for you was just so evident. It was, it was amazing and you very gratifying. The Rolex wearing it, diamond ring wearing it, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss dealing, wheeling dealing, son of a gun. You are all of the above nature. It was so great to see. And, uh, We'll get some fan tweets in later, but Jim Hurd did not show up. He backed out. What's he going to say to me? <laughs> well, let, let's talk about Jim Hurd in his continued absence. Uh, now, like Again, we've discussed this in bits and pieces since we started the podcast, but let, let's go point blank with a series of questions about your exit from WCW in 1991. Did Hurd really want you to wear an earring? And how did he approach that? Did he tell you that or did it get passed down? He, he said in the booking committee meeting. Said in front of everybody. Kevin Sullivan, Cornette, well, whoever else was all there. Jim Ross. And, and what was your response and what was their response? Kevin Sullivan, why don't, why don't you change Mickey Mantle's number too? <laughs> what was <laughs> your response? I was in shock. It cracked me. Told you. Now, did Hurd really want you to be the gladiator, Spartacus? Because he yes. says no. Yes. You know? Who says no? <laughs> Look, wait, who, put that picture back up. How about this picture? Who, who says no? Uh, that's a great picture. Hurd has said that he didn't say that. That's bullshit. Well, what wait. what did he say exactly? Ask, ask Kevin Sullivan. But what? Uh, no, Nate, I believe you. Believe me. I believe ask Cornette. Ask him all. But but what exactly did he say? How did he approach it? I think Flair should um, change his hairstyle, cut his hair, then. Long hair is not, is not is not style right now, and uh, I think they've seen enough of Ric Flair. Would we, we need to change his name and maybe make him a, a gladiator like a Spartacus, warrioring? And and your response? I went downstairs and probably had as much to drink as I ever have in my life in Albany Hotel. Well, there you go. Now I also heard the possibility, and and I never heard this till very recently, of him wanting you to be the Zodiac Man. Did you ever hear something like that? I, I don't remember that. No. Okay, well, the less said about that, the better. Although, wasn't Bob Orton Sr. the Zodiac at one point? Bob Orton? You mean Junior? Bob, you mean Bobby? No, Bob Sr. Bob Sr. was Zodiac, a mascot called Zodiac at one point. Anyway, doesn't matter. But uh, Randy's grandfather? Yep, yep. I, you know, I never met the big old, but I, I doubt that. Now, uh, the big thing was he wanted you to take a pay cut, correct? Yeah. How big was the pay cut? 250 grand. From, from what to what? What were you making? 750 what did you want? to 500. And that's just ridiculous. That's not a cut. That's an amputation. Yeah. What was your response to that? No. Did you have an agent then or no? Um, yeah, no. I had an attorney that double-crossed me and uh, represented Jimmy Crockett after I, re- after I introduced him to Jimmy Crockett. So, but, not, but the stuff we're talking about with her, you were negotiating uh, face-to-face. Yeah, and with a guy named Tom Beck. Okay, and I assume that you gave that no even discussion. That the mistake cut. I made was ever cutting my hair. 
I gave in. I put, look at that. Uh, it took me forever. I could never grow it back the way it was. I don't know about that. I never got it back that long then. Really? No. Well, that takes time to grow, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, uh, you took the big gold belt with you to WWE because you were owed a deposit. Explain that one more time. How's that deposit thing work? Because the champion twenty five had to put on a $25,000 deposit every time uh, we won the belt, which we got back after we lost. And, and what was the rationale for that in case you got a double Jump, crop? Jumping territories. Like in case you left, like you did. Yeah, exactly. So, but but you well, I, didn't, been, I didn't leave. I got fired. He fired right. me. Big difference, and you would have given the belt back People and not think taken I left. it. He fired me. No, no, nobody thinks you left. We know you Everybody thinks you walked. Well, they were mad that I walked out. With, why would I give him $36,000 or whatever the money was that he owed me? Who was mad? Well, the boys were. I'd be mad too. Really? Yeah, of course they were. I'd be Did mad. You, you heard I, that from them? They contacted you or? No, but I'm sure they were disappointed. But they don't know the story. If you haven't been a champion, how do you know the story? Well, disappointed and mad are, are two different things. But, but uh, no, you got fired. I knew that then as now. I, I, I said I'll drive down to Columbus and drop the title to uh, Barry Windham all day long. I'm just not doing it at the pay-per-view until you pay me. Right. And that's the point that people, I think, gloss over. You never mm -hmm. would have taken the belt in New York had they paid you back the deposit, correct? Yeah, and I just would have driven down to... But I know, first of all, when I said I'd drive to Columbus, I wasn't thinking that he owed the money on the deposit. So I probably would have got there and said to him, you know, before we do this, you owe me 36 grand. He may have said, kiss my ass. I probably would have drive back. Because though I knew with him, I would never get the money back. The guy that paid me the money back was Bill Watts. He never paid me back. Oh, but it, it took that long for you to get it? Yeah, a year. Wow, I I did not know that. Now, yes, it, it didn't work out too good for WCW. I was at the Great American Bash after you left, which was right after you left, and the whole night they were chanting "We want Flair." It, it was quite amazing. I'm sure you know all about that. I do. I've heard about it. Yeah, I, I felt bad, but they. Why did you feel bad? Because you let down the crowd. You let down the. You let you let down your friend. It's a brotherhood. You know what I mean? You know, and and, and there's always someone that's going to think. That it was done underhandedly. It wasn't. I got fired for standing up for myself. But nonetheless, Rick, it must have been very gratifying to hear that that happened, that the fans really stuck with you and picked you in the dispute. Well, they did momentarily, but I mean, it's like, just not not to bring up a bad subject, but it, no one's done worse to me than what Eric Bischoff did, and we sat and had beers the other night. Right. <laughs> That's true. Fired me for going to my son's wrestling tournament. Sued me. Got him in front of 65 people and said he'd break me. Ruin my, ruin my family. Yeah. Uh, Ask Booker T. Ask him a speech. In front of everybody. Another time he got up and said the only three guys in this room that ever drew any money are Hogan, Savage, and uh, Piper. I was sitting right there. Now, how do you get past something like that all these years later? I've learned that it's not worth it. You upset? Yeah, because I, I... Could you get over it? No. 
I no, I like, probably. I, I feel like I'm a better man for getting over it, but that's a lot to get up in front of the whole locker room and tell them that they're going to break me, ruin my family, everything. As a corporate, I, I would have been a millionaire. I would, Mark, I would, I would be so cool right now if I had wrote that lawsuit out because ultimately Turner paid everybody. And this is an executive vice president saying that in front of 65 people. No, I give you credit. You are the better man for having done that. And I don't think I could do it, to be very honest. I don't know if anybody could. Well, you know what I have, though, Nate? I have Irish Alzheimer's. I forget everything but a grudge. And I still remember Terminal Stare. So do I. <laughs> uh, now, now, what, what, one last thing. We, we got to tell that. We got to tell that whole story at some point. Heard had some other ideas like the ding-dongs and the hunchbacks. And he had Stan Hansen as a comedy cowboy, which made Stan say, fuck you and go to Japan. He just wasn't a wrestling guy. To this no day, No shit. No, well, no shit. No, but my point is, Nate, I can't believe a guy like that ever for one second got in that position of that ask, much power. Ask Jack Petrick. He hired him. Wow. You know what he sold him on? Because he was had- the station manager at KPLR. I know a lot about wrestling. We had him here. They were on here every Sunday. I manage a station. I know about wrestling. Wow. <laughs> well, we got to wrap things up. We got a couple tweets from uh, fans. So let's get to them. We got one from Zig who says, this is a good question. I would like to know whatever became of the Lakers warm-up jacket he wore to the ring for his uh, big TV match with Barry Windham. Uh, Flair at peak entertainment value and one of my top three all-time favorite matches. Uh, one of my ex-wives has it. Well, she probably threw it out. No, I probably kept it. Hoping her boyfriend could fit it. However, it would just be her boyfriend because none of them got remarried. <laughs> well, you know, to quote you with, with the Buddy Landell robe thing, uh, that Jack would be a little small in the shoulders with her boyfriend, don't you think? Probably. How much of your, your old memorabilia do you have? You've mentioned that your ex-wives have it, but, but what are the main things you've held on to? Mark, do you have it all? No, you don't have any of it. Not even one thing. You can't quote one thing. Well, from what, what, give me, give, what time frame? My memorabilia goes back to 1972. What's the oldest thing you have? That's a good thing to ask. Well, as an example, uh, George Bush gave me his cufflinks and his uh, tie class on the Spirit of America, all his credentials when I campaigned for him. Um, I've got stuff from Ronald Reagan, who I met. Um, I have uh, Leslie, uh, Megan, and David's mom got me two belt buckles when I was the NWA uh, champion, like stuff from Nelson Silva, custom-made belt buckles. Three Rolexes, um, jewelry, um, 300 pairs of wrestling boots, 300 pairs of tights and 300 knee pads um, that are worth a fortune. Um, um, Tiffany has got uh, altogether seven robes. Her sister has two, she has five. Wait, 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 Tiffany, you were married to her for how long? Uh, Two years. And she got she got seven ropes. Well, she kept two. She had took. I didn't realize she took them until I, till two months after she was gone. My God! Because I had them hidden away. And then she got up on uh, 
got up in the courtroom in front of the judge and said I gave them to her. The gift. Wow. Yeah. We're, we're dishing everything here. Now let's go to Ask Sam. Me. Ask me. <laughs> Tell uh, me. It, it's a story in itself. What do they plan to do with all that stuff? I'm sure they've sold it. I mean, the average, like the peacock robe that... Uh, the black one uh, is worth 150 grand. The uh, someone uh, there's someone in Tennessee that's got the uh, Starcade robe, and uh, I I offered him 150 grand for it. And he won't sell it. Oh, the Starcade robe. Oh yeah. Oh man, watch, you should watch, have that. Watch Lost Treasure. I know that was. Oh no, I saw out. it. I saw it. That was just stolen out of the dressing room. All the robes are worth. Uh, well, what Tiffany has was probably worth $700,000. See, I should have kept all the ones you gave me for safekeeping yeah. for that couple weeks. At least you well, know where they were at. That's what I did. I left them with different people. Like Joe Gomez, Joe always came back to me because I would carry with multiple robes because I was so conscious of trying to look different every night. You know what I mean? Right. So, But it was a lot. Sometimes I would just leave them with a friend. You know what I mean? So... Well, here's in, Houston, a in Houston one time, I, I let a girl keep the world belt. And I, I left my halibut with the world belt in Houston one night. I was at a club with her, with her and Barry and her friend. And I don't know, somehow I guess she thought I was mad. And she, she, she drove off. Or she got mad at me for talking to somebody else. And she drove off. It took me two days to find the world belt. I bet those were an anxious two days. Oh, yeah. Because... Uh, Somebody stooged it off and heard it. I had to be at Montgomery TV. And when I got off the plane, he didn't think I had it. He said, heard you had a problem with the belt. I said, what are you, what are you talking about? He said, it's right here. Let's see it. <laughs> Here's one from Sam. Did you work with Andre the Giant? How was yes. it? Who's the best big man you worked with? Best big man I ever worked with is Mark Calloway, Undertaker. Right. Second second best is Big Show. When Big Show wanted to do all this stuff, Big Show is phenomenal. Yes, I did work with Andre. Probably in 500 tag matches, 100 battle royals, and I actually had two singles matches with him. What were the singles matches like, and what kind of challenge did that present? Boss, just let me do what I tell you to do. <laughs> I took him over in a headlock. Give me a door. I mean, give me a no, you didn't. I did, yeah, told me to. That's awesome. You know, I mean, you're the good athlete. Wow. I told you, yeah, this is back in the early 80s. In the 70s, I wrestled in tag matches all the time. I loved it. Because I, I was driving, I drove him back then. We'd go drink, and I had just a wonderful time in life with him. Prodigious and drinker, o o right? Oli, Oli and I and Gene against Wahoo, Paul Jones, and a giant. Probably 300 times. Now, he was a prodigious drinker. Could he outdrink you? I assume so because oh, of God. volume. Could outdrink you and I together. That would be an interesting handicap match, wouldn't it? No, no. You and I would lose. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say would win. Yeah. Maybe you, me, Murdoch, Dusty, and uh, Barry Darso could drink with them together. Ooh, Barry Darso. That's a good wild card to play. 56 McUltras. I saw it. Ugh. Here's one from JR. Uh, how did you like working with Fortune in TNA? That was your group in TNA. I, I love it. I love those kids. Very underrated group, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, AJ is fantastic because Iron was fantastic. And and Storm and Root at that time were the best tag team in the business. 
They really were, weren't they? I, I think that I they were. They were the so, best tag team. What, what were they called? Beer money? Beer money, yeah. Yeah, they were great. Great, yeah. You know, it's sad because I felt that period of TNA had some really great moments and it's we largely did. overlooked. We did, but then along came, uh, I, I don't know how they got Russo and Eric in there. Come on. Let's, let's, let's look at the history of their campaigns. <laughs> you make it sound like war. Uh, I know how they booked me. <laughs> and, and finally, here's, here's a softball. You can't rap. book me. You can't book anybody. That's for sure true. That, who, who's the best booker you ever worked for? Best booker. The two best bookers are George Scott and Vince McMahon. George Scott was in the Carolinas with you, correct? Yes. And Vince, obviously, everybody knows him. Yes. Um, everybody knows what Vince did with you. Talk about why you felt George Scott handled you so effectively. That's intriguing he, to me. Because he understood how good I was and, he, and used me in every possible scenario. Was he the first guy to do that, to truly understand yeah, who you yes. were? Yes. He made me who I am. That, that happens a lot. When, when it, it, You have to find that one guy who believes, don't you? And I wonder if some guys ever do. I'm sure some guys don't, but he, he gave me the ball. He said, you can be the top guy here, meaning the top heel. And that's when Jardine and Valentine and the Assassins, I mean, there were some heavy guys, but he just saw that I could work with everybody and that I didn't have an agenda. So now, he just kind of took me under his wing and away we went. Now, when he left, you were still there, if memory serves. Were you trepidatious? Who took over from him, and how did that transition go? No, I wasn't. I wasn't trepidatious. Where did he? Oh, he went to New York. Oh, that only came. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. Dusty was great. Only was just Christ. But by that point, you were you. It, it was going to be tough to not give you your due at that point. Correct. Yeah, but. Where Dusty was very contemporary, Ole was just, he, 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 he never got away from thinking like Vern. <laughs> well, describe that. What do you mean? Well, Vern just, you know, when, when you get, when you want to have see one style of wrestling and you can't see anything in, in the future, like Vince had this vision of, you know, bringing more entertainment to it. Because of the fact that everybody else is bringing competition, changing the level of competition. I mean, along comes the ABA and Dr. J. And I mean, everybody's started a flash. And what people don't realize is now everybody in the major leagues, from baseball, football, back, they all might as well be doing a wrestling show because they bring the fireworks, they bring the, the singers at halftime. I mean, that all started with us, with Vince. Christ, no, I, at, one, at WrestleMania, at Liberace, Mr. T. I mean, look at this. Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. I mean, come Mike on. Tyson. Yeah, I mean, just all these guys over the years. That's so. I love Mike, but when Mike goes to TNA, it don't mean anything. Or to, because he was already with, in a much more realistic, I mean, unbelievable role with Austin and uh, Austin and Shawn Michaels. It was great. And finally, one from, from Matt. Mark, what does Rick think of Triple H as a performer? That's kind of a softball. I mean, one of the greatest ever, correct? Yeah, absolutely. What made him great in your eyes? He worked as hard at his craft as anybody I've ever seen. He was never satisfied. He always wanted to ask questions. And he was he took he took a lot of pride 
which is very important, took a lot of pride in him, not only his physique, but his work ethic, his work rate, and uh, his commitment to trying to be the best. Well, nobody's been more committed to trying to be the best than you, Nate, 16-time champ. Great job this week. Can't wait for WrestleMania. I'm fired Ooh, up. WrestleMania, the queen and Ronda Rousey. Don't you mean Ronnie? No, I mean Miss, Miss Rousey. There you go. Nate, great job. We'll do it again next week. Let's do it. That's Ric Flair. I'm Mark Madden. This is Woo Nation. I am the nature boy. Woo. Uncensored.